Welcome to the In Our Humble Opinion podcast, the show where no topic is off limits. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a wide variety of interesting topics, sports, gaming, the paranormal, and everything in between. All opinions given are respectfully and humbly our own. Now, here's your hosts, Jacob Cook and Brantley Weatherford. Welcome back, guys, to the episode. As you heard from that intro, I am Brantley Weatherford. I'm joined by Jacob, and that is our new intro to the show. You're going to hear that from here on out. Uh, We hope you enjoy it, and we spent some time on it. And now, with that out of the way, today's episode is going to be a little different than, than usual, and it's more of a a fun episode. They're all fun, but this is one that all the audience can participate in. Jacob, why don't you explain some? So Brantley was just briefed literally five minutes ago on what we're doing today. I have come up with a quiz inspired by who wants to be a millionaire. I have 15 questions for Brant. It's going to be all based on games that we played throughout our life. We've been gaming most of our lives, and the questions are derived from that. So if you spend any amount of time in gaming, I think you're going to have played most of these games. So it's it's interactive in that way. I think you'll be able to answer the majority of them. And we want to see how all of you do as well. But I think, Brant, this is going to be particularly fun for you. Because I know for a fact, as I mentioned before, you have played some of these games. The questions are going to be incrementally difficult. Although I do think towards the end, it sort of plateaus and there's a few that are easier after some of the harder ones. So it's kind of a mix at the end, but let's see how you do on this. Everybody who's playing at home, if you'll want to, if you want to send in how you did, we'd love to hear it. But without any further ado here, Brant, I think we'll just jump right into the very first question. Let's do it. Are you ready? I hope. All right, then let's play. Question one. In RuneScape, what level, what fishing level is required to catch sharks? 76. I cannot believe you got that. I got that wrong. I guess a lot. Well, I figured you did, but yes, it's 76. Very good. And bonus question. There are bonuses for the audience listening. They do not count against Brent. If he doesn't get the bonus right, he can elect not to answer the bonus. I just thought it made it a little bit more interesting. The bonus for this one, Brent, is what method is used to catch sharks? Harpooning. Harpooning is correct. Very good. Very good. Off to a strong start. Yes, sir. Question two. What were the names of each Elite Four member and Pokemon Red and Blue? All right. One was Agatha. Okay. Bruno. Yes. I'll come back to that one. Um, Lance. Okay. That's three. It's on the tip of your tongue. I want to say... Loretta, but I feel like it could be Lorena. You're very close. It's Lorelai. Lorelai. I knew I knew it was Laura something. You were very close. Very, very close. The bonus for this question is can you name me each member's ace Pokemon? Alright. Hers was um Slowking. Oh no no not Slowking. Slow bro, excuse me. Um, Bruno's was Machamp, mm-hmm. Agatha's was Gengar, and Lance was Dragonite. Again, all but Lorelai. Lorelai was Lapras. Ah. Very close. Very close. I think I will give you that one because the bonus doesn't count against you, and you had basically the correct answer there. Very, very close. Woo! All right, Brent, you're doing really well so far. Question three. In RuneScape, what two monsters drop in the Dragon Chain Body? Calphite Queen and Dust Devil. Yeah, 
very good. I thought that one was relatively easy as well, but very, very good. Those were the easy questions out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Doing great, but you're on question four. (laughs) Question four. In Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, Mm. how many Chaos Emeralds are there? Oh, boy. Take your time and think about it. There are people watching this right now who are screaming at their devices. <laughs> they may be, but I haven't played that game since sixth grade, I think. I will say I got this one wrong, too. I don't want to have to do this, but I'm going for a lifeline, Jacob. Okay, a lifeline. That's one. Maybe I should just make it multiple choice, then. Okay, so the hint will be out of the four possible answers, which is the correct one. Is it five? Is it seven? Is it eight? Or is it nine? That doesn't help me. So um, it gives you a 25% chance. Five, seven, eight, or nine. You see, I feel like a lifeline would have been eliminates two of those. In that okay, well then. I can give you two. I can give you two. Is it seven or eight? Lucky number seven. It is seven. I thought it was eight, so I got that wrong. Because I don't think the Master Emerald counts as a Chaos Emerald. So. All right. All right. Very, very good. Question five is a bit different. So in RuneScape, name the quest that unlocks the following dragon weapons. All right. I have five weapons. I'm going to tell you what they are, and then you tell me the quest you have to complete to be able to use the weapon. Okay. Dragon Longsword. Wait, do, is it that one quest unlocks all of these, or each one um, is unlocked? You gotta tell me. So, what you're asking is for all five weapons at once? No, just oh, separately. Okay, separately. okay. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, Dragon Longsword, Lost City. Okay. Dragon Scimitar. Monkey Madness. Dragon Dagger. Lost City. Very good. Battle Axe. Heroes. Okay, and the final one is the Dragon Halbert. <laughs> Don't you dare Google this. I'm not going to. The Halbert's newer, in it? No. It is. I, I actually got this right, which is why I thought this would be a good question. What color are those red fire trucks, Brand? Fire trucks, fire trucks. What color are red fire trucks? I'm going to go with Legends. That is incorrect. It is Regicide. It's part of the Roving Elves quest line. Oh, cost can't you get a crystal halberd? Uh, Regicide is one of the prerequisites. It's part of that underground pass quest line. And I know you absolutely hate it, so you probably have only done it like one time. That is correct. So, yeah. That one's tricky. I thought you would have said Roving Elves, to be honest, but it's actually Regicide. 
Well, the thing is, I never use Halberg, so yeah, it's a tough question. It's a tough question, but yeah. you're still you're still four out of five so far. Well, four and five and a half, but you know what? Yeah, or I mean, you got, you got the majority of those wrong. I thought the dagger would trip you up too because I put it behind Scimitar purposefully, but you did very I, well. I almost thought. Can you already wield it once you start? Moving yes, yes, you can. Very, very, very astute, Brant. Very astute. Yeah. Question number six. I think this one's kind of difficult. Name three of the five playable characters in Halo ODST. And the bonus for this question is if you can name all five. Kate. Um, that is not correct. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember all their names. Wait, wait, wait. wait. ODST. ODST. I'm thinking of uh, Reach. Halo Reach. No, she's not in uh, ODST. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Um, you're good. All right. Is it, his name's Buck. There's Buck. Yep. Oh. I'll give you the main character, even though you don't actually know his name. If you give me what he's referred to, that counts as his name as well. Rookie? Yes, the rookie. Um, you need one more. Hang <laughs> <Dang> it! <laughs> You have two more hints left, but you might want to hold on to them. Did you get this one right? I did. But, but Diana that is not correct would you like me to reveal the answer yeah okay so you got Buck and the rookie you missed Dutch Mickey and Romeo you see we, you, but you never play those characters you do you play as those characters well not much yeah, okay, well, people part. think Halo, they think Master Chief. I know, that's why I did that to you. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing fine. You're doing great. I think question seven is even harder. <laughs> oh, wonderful. But it's a destiny question. Oh, perfect. Does it have to do with lore? It does not. Oh, all right. Okay, Brent. Take all the time you need on this. Question seven. Name four of the six exotic weapons in Destiny 1, Year 1, that had solar burn. Bad Gallahorn, Icebreaker. Uh-huh. The Pocket Infinity. Okay. Extra class. Wow. I can't um, believe you got it so fast. Yeah, Can you give me the other two? In year one. Year one. I got this one wrong, by the way. So I, I want to say one is a machine gun. I thought so too, but that's not correct. Uh, I mean, I already got it right. Oh, you did. Uh, uh, invective? Yes. Okay. There, there's there's one, one more? There's one more, and we've we've gotten this one a lot. I was disappointed that I didn't get this. I'll give you a moment to think about it. We've gotten a lot, like in all this. Well, week. I mean, like during that time, I got it multiple times. I think you got it a few times. We were a little disappointed when we got it. I'll put it that way. Well, it was bad. Um. Yeah, it wasn't great because something else existed that we used all the time. 
And you already named it. Um. Oh, the the rocket launcher with the the shark mouth on it. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's called the dragon's breath. I was going to call it hot head, but yes, that thing. I am very impressed. I thought that would be really hard. Like a, I'm a Destiny person. I know, I know. But I thought I got Vexmith a class. I got Icebreaker and Galahorn. I could not think of Pocket Infinity. I forgot that thing existed. And then I, I saw Invective. And I almost said uh, Merciless. I was like, no, that's Destiny 2. That's Destiny 2, yeah. Wow. I'm impressed with that one. Very, very good. And the Dragon's Breath, once I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. I got that multiple times. I could think of it, but I was like, did that come in Taken King? Was that year one? I can't remember. That's year one. Yeah, like you, I thought it was um, later in the game as well. But very, very good. Very impressive. I do what I can to win. All right. Question number eight. In Skyrim. Akatosh is the god of what? Um, I'm trying to think of a word for it. I I, can, I know words to describe it. Of um, like commerce, buying and selling. That's not correct. Is it speech? That is also incorrect. Oh my. The second part of this question is what creature is used to depict this deity? If you can envision his shrine, it, there are several of them throughout the game. A serpent. Ah, very close, but no. It's actually a dragon. And he's the god of time. That was kind of hard. That one was kind yeah. of hard. Yeah, because I, I don't wear Akatosh crap. <laughs> that one was that one's pretty difficult. I'm not gonna die, but they're gonna get you know. Did you get that one? Yes. You're a dumb piece of yes, dumb. I did. I did know that. That's why I picked that one because I knew which one he was. <laughs> there were some that I don't know. This isn't actually a gaming question per se. And I just now realized this. This is why I kind of stumbled before the show because I thought about changing it, but I'll go ahead and ask it anyway. Question number nine. I mean, it's it's in the it's in a game, but it'll make sense after I ask the question. In Yu-Gi-Oh, what were the names of the three Egyptian gods, and which characters used them in the anime series? And I need the full name, by the way. Slyther, Scyther, the Sky Dragon, Obelisk, the Tormentor, and um, the Winged Dragon of Ra. Very good. Who used that? And Yugi had Obelisk, the Tormentor. No, no, no. No. Kaiba had Obelisk. Yugi had Slyther, and Malachi had. Uh, very, very close. Not quite Malachi. Malik? Merrick. Merrick. The guy with the blonde hair. Yes. Very good. Very, very good. It's Slifer of the Sky Dragon. Slifer. I'm not going to deduct points for mispronouncing it. But yes, very, very good, Brant. I know about Yu-Gi-Oh. Apparently, yes, you do. But, but Yu-Gi does obtain Obelisk. Oh, does he? Okay. I was, mm-hmm. I, uh, I couldn't remember. I remember in the finale, he used Slifer to defeat Merrick, but I could not remember. Yeah. Very, very good. Very impressed. This is another throwback question. Question number 10. Who was the last character you could unlock in Super Smash Bros. 64? Oh, my. <laughs> Jacob, I don't even remember playing this for 64 much. I thought you played it. I did play it, but I didn't play it much. Um, I'm going to go with... Oh, hold on. Before you answer this... Okay. I'll give you... Do you want to use one of your hints? 
need, do I need to? Once you, well, how many questions do I have left? This is question 10. You have one, two, three, four, five. Okay, give me a hand. It's one of the. Hold on, how, how can I phrase this? I think I know what it is, but I want to. I want to hear the hint. In the Super Mario universe, he's one of the main protagonists. Protagonist. Protagonist, and a very iconic character. Luigi. <laughs> It is Luigi. <laughs> Very good, Brent. Can you name me all four of the unlockable characters? So you already know one. Mm. Was it Ganondorf one? He was not. It was Jigglypuff, Ness, Captain Falcon, and Luigi was the last character. Man, did it only have like 12 characters? Yeah, it was a small list, but it was in the N64 days. I actually never unlocked Luigi. I didn't know on uh, Melee. I could never... Remember how you unlocked him? He, he had to appear randomly when you did the story, and then you had to complete the story without dying. I could never do it. Oh, really? I don't remember being that difficult. Goodness. It wasn't. I just choked every time. Oh. <laughs> well, very good, Brent. Glad, glad you got there on that one. I thought you played that game quite a bit, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. My friend, like second grade, we went to movie guy, we rented it. So I had it for like two days. That's it. I thought you played it with one of our mutual friends quite a bit. No. Mm. Okay. No, that's my bad. No, you're good. I mean, I got it. So, question eleven. What was the name of the regions for the fourth, fifth, and sixth generations of Pokemon? <laughs> this one really separates the men from the boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, think, think, think about it. Think about it. I want you to get this one. Think about it. Yeah, Kanto, Johto, Hoenn. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't do the first three because I knew you would know those. Sinnoh. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Okay. All right. All right. Unova. Yes. Wow. Okay. And the sixth. Is that X and Y? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I know it's X and Y. If it's six, six games in the series, what was that? Oh. It took me a while to get this, but I did get it. I don't know the seven because I don't play those in. Oh, wait, no, I do know the seven because I didn't yeah, play you that. Did. Yeah, you did. You played it. You liked it. I did. Yeah, I did like it. It was good. How many questions I got left? You have one, two, four. Would I need one more hint along the way? Um, Probably, yes. This one's kind of tough. I won't count uh, this one. To, yeah, well, okay, go ahead. I'll give you what it starts with for free. How about that? Okay. It starts with a K. region ah. the Kalos region and so that's close. X and y. it is X and Y it's the <sighs> region inspired by France I know what well, I thought I thought uh, you know what was inspired by France I don't think so no I think uh, quite certain it's Gen 6 what's uh, 7 7 is Alola 
And I knew it was something with Hawaii. And then Gen 8 was Galar, and then Gen 9. I almost said Galar. Paldea. I would have known Gen 9. So, and fun fact, the legend of Arceus takes place in the Hisui region, which turns into the center region eventually. don't know why they decided to change it, but all right. Very, very good so far. I'm curious as to how everyone at home is doing. I think these are getting incrementally more difficult, but we shall see. All right, Brent, here we go. Question 12. How do you feel so far? <laughs> I started off strong and, uh, Boy, I tell you, I need some Advil after this for whoever's carrying me. <laughs> well, I think I think you can get this one. I think you can get this one. Mm-hmm. Here we go. In the vanilla version of Fallout 4, what three enemy types could implement a cloaking ability? Sense. Well, oh, hold on. Think about this before you answer this. Think about it. Oh, oh, uh, Death Claws. Okay. The Mylurk, um, oh, Razor Claws. Uh, so or close. You're hunters. So close. Mylurk Hunters. No, not Hunters. Razor Hunters. Um, <laughs> and, and then the last one would be the Institute. Um, Hitman, the, the, oh boy, the synth bots that they would send out that look like the Matrix. I think you're, uh, well, this is a flawed question then. Because, yeah, you, the choristers can become invisible, but, uh, this question came off of a loading screen. So the three that the vanilla game says are in the game are Assaultrons, Deathclaws, and Mirelurk Kings. King, that's what it is. So that's but what I, I put as never, the answer. But I've never seen Assaultron go invisible. They're really rare, but yes, they can. Why would I know that? I don't read those loading screens. You've played the game for hours. I thought you would have come across that one at least once. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing low in the screen. I hey, can't. Coursers are right. They go invisible too. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, but I just don't know if like any other time you actually fight one other than the, the story mission. Well, that's part of the game. I may, we, that's, we may have to pull the judges on that one. I, I don't know. Maybe That's it's right. Like, maybe Myra King, um, and and the um, uh, Death Claws. But you still said Myra Kill Claws and other things. You knew what I was talking about, Jacob. You knew what I was talking about. Uh, you see him jumping around, shooting that invisible wave at you. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, all right, all right. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, all right, fine. We'll throw that one out. I, Courser is correct. You could also have said Kellogg, and I don't know what I would have responded to in that. So. Oh, I wonder who guessed him. I think of him as Stereo. So. <laughs> all right. Question 13. <laughs> in Call of Duty World at War. The campaign for the Russian Red Army begins at which famous battle? Stalingrad. Very good. I can't believe you got that one. I know my history, too. (laughs) Wow, very, very good. It's one of my favorite introductory missions to a Call of Duty game. It's so fun. Yep, it's 1943, I believe. Battle of Stalingrad. Yeah, might, might be 1942. All right, very good. I thought you would spend a little bit of time on that one. Yeah, I know when I'm. I know my stuff. I don't want to poop my own horn, but uh. All right, this question 14 is for one of your favorite games of all time, Brent. In Halo Three. Oh my! I hate that game. 
Now, I'm going to have to kind of explain this one after I give you the question. How many vehicles were created specifically for the Brutes? So it's not vehicles that they... It's not asking you how many vehicles do they use. It's how many vehicles were created in Halo 3 specifically for the Brutes. Brute vehicles, I guess you could say. So, I, for example, Ghost would be incorrect because that's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. This one is hard, I think. I think this one's hard. <laughs> I got two questions left. Uh, this, well, you got one after this. Well, this and that one. I'm going to go with one. <laughs> You're so close. It's actually two. The rolling thing, and what's the other one? So you have the brute chopper. Yeah. Then you have the brute prowler, which is like a warthog. They look the same. They're different. They are two different vehicles. I know you spent a lot of time in that game, so I wanted to give you a... I know. I beat it and then quit. I hate it. I Oh me! Well, you're doing you're doing great, Brand. You're doing great. This is the last question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is this is a two part question. All right. How many great runes are in Elden Ring, and how many can the player equip? All right. Give me a second. <laughs> I did not get this one right, by the way. How many are there? How many are there? There are seven. Very good. How many can you equip? Yes. Six. Wow. Very good. Holy crap. I can't believe you got that. I didn't, I couldn't remember Margot's. I forgot he gave you one. After you beat him in the capital. In In the capital. Yeah. Very good, and then the the uh, the unborn is yeah. a passive, so I, I thought that would trip you up too. Dang it! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got worried there for a second. I was trying to think of all the the five Elden Lords, and then I was like, and then you have what's his name, the Black Blade, and then you have mm-hmm. uh, Margaret. Very very good, Brant. That was very, very well done. I hope everybody at home has enjoyed playing along with us. A bit of an unorthodox episode, but uh, I'm a huge fan of the trivia series. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I watched it whenever it was in its heyday. And I've been watching some of those clips this week, so I thought it would be kind of fun to do this. We're going to do another one at some point, Brant. We'll do like sports or something. That would be fun, I think. How how well did I score? Uh, You did really well. You did better than me. So... I think you went, uh, or no, I think we got about even because uh, I did know the Fallout 4 one, but that's kind of a throwaway question. Um, what was that, like 12 out of 15? You got correct without any help, basically. So, what did you, do you count Fallout 4 as correct? I'm going to throw that one out. So we'll say you got no, 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 no. I got, I got 13 out of 15. <laughs> I was correct on that. The coursers can go invisible. And when I said Mylurk, you knew exactly what I was talking about. There's several Mylurks. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. You know the one that jumps around and shoots the beam out of its face. I don't remember you saying that, though. It doesn't matter, Jacob. I got it right. And, you know, I'm a little disappointed. There's no Dragon Quest 8 question in my 
I didn't play it, so I didn't feel comfortable putting a question on there. And then you're gonna ask me a question about a Halo Three? Yeah. No, I I get I I get that coarser one. I get that coarser one. <laughs> you gonna ask me about uh, some Pokemon games I don't play as much? You played Red and Blue just as much as I did. I'm talking about I'm talking about X and Y, and I'm talking about I know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Sun and Moon. You played them. I did play them, but not as much. Fourth and five, yes. Six and seven, no. That's why it's kind of hard. That's why it's mm. number seven. Well, right. for the record, people, I got 13 out of 15. 12 out of 15. I got the coarser one right because they go invisible. I'm, Jacob just goes off of what the game tells them, but there's more discovery out there when you explore. I would know I got a platinum in the game. You did. You You did. Yeah. Well, 13 out of 14 I mean 15 excuse me just to imagine, my- you could have gotten 14 out of 15 if you paid attention to who you played as Halo and the Halo ODST and if you read the uh, loading screens you know got 14 out of 15 I got 13 out of 15 yeah, you, got, you got 12 you got 12 he's only saying that audience because he don't want to admit that I was correct and he don't want to lose this competition you know regardless but I think we should move on and uh, you did very well <laughs> See, you can tell by his response that is reason. <laughs> yeah, if, if we uh, if we give you credit for that one, I think you got one on me. I think you got one better than me. <laughs> I should have gotten, gotten the Elden Ring question right. I cannot believe I could not remember that. Well, that one's tough because it, it's hard to remember. Um, Margaret's. Did you remember Moog gave you a? a yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's also an Elden Lord, so I guess I just I guess I just I'm you know derping on you for paying attention. I guess I just missed that. Or a demigod, should I say, not an Elden Lord. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. But but yeah, very, very good. I hope uh, everybody at home had a good time playing. And uh I'm curious to hear how everyone did. But my questions were fairly reasonable, wouldn't you say? No, no, they were good. I enjoyed them. We'll do this. You get way back there with uh, a Nintendo 64. I was going to do a couple more, but I thought that would kind of be kind of be cruel. And I was really trying to think of a good question for the Legend of Zelda, but I I just couldn't couldn't think of one. Well, is Tears of the Kingdom going to be good? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you know what might be good as we segue into the last segment for today's show. Uh, we're going to keep it within the gaming sphere here. Talk about the new expansion that is just upon us in Destiny 2. Lightfall looks really, really good. The launch trailer came out, I think, yesterday, Brent, maybe the day before. I believe it was. Yeah. I know you and I have both seen it. What were your impressions of that trailer? I actually watched it with my fiance Rachel, and uh, she was impressed by it. Well, at least... She looked impressed. And I thought it looked incredible. Like, it looks like we're coming to a close in Destiny, which is kind of bittersweet. But at the same time, it's exciting to see what happens. You know, we're finally at a war with the perceived darkness, I suppose. So that's well, interesting. I've heard that there's going to be one more after this. And sort of how at least it's been written online and speculated is that we're going to get three darkness subclasses to kind of go with the three light subclasses. And we're going to get the second one here. Although according to one trailer I saw, it's not actually darkness. It's like harnessing the power within ourselves, which doesn't make a lot of sense now, but maybe it'll be expanded upon throughout the campaign. But yeah, I agree with you. It looks really, really, really good. It looks like the the climax is, is happening here with the darkness that's been, you know, we, I guess we've been fighting this all along. Yeah, well, in different forms. I mean, the hive is a is a uh, branch of the darkness. Um, I'm curious though where the vex comes from. We still don't have as many answers on them, but maybe this will expand on it. Did you see that character in the um, <clears throat> excuse me trailer? He looked like a Marvel superhero. Yeah, what are they called? The I watched the My Name Is Bife breakdown, and he. They're in the lore. I don't remember what they're called, though. But there's only a few of them left. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I thought 
just to go back real quick on what you said, the first Destiny campaign, did it center around the Vex spawning from the Black Garden? It did. Yes, it did. Uh, the final mission is you go to destroy the heart of the Black Garden. And I, 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 I'm, you know, I forget the details of that, but that was, I mean, I know Destiny doesn't get a lot of points for having a good story, but they have definitely improved upon the writing and how they go about distributing the lore as the game has progressed and where we are now. I think that it's in a really good place overall. And the witness in particular, I wanted to say this while we were live, I think he's one of the coolest antagonist we've ever seen well you you know uh you know my lore on the witness but i i totally agree he looks like someone who takes names and uh he uh finishes it so i mean he's just the way that he is in terms of his just demeanor where it's it's eerily calm and like just with the wave of his hand, if you saw in the trailer, if you remember the ghost and the guardian in the ship who like just become unraveled, like it it seems like he just snaps his fingers and things happen that are quite bad. (laughs) It's really cool. And how he's like completely un unaltered by the traveler. I think it's really cool too. I, I I'm very excited to see what happens. You know, I think, I think, this is just my thinking that, um, oh, what was that season called? What's the season where there's like nightmares everywhere? Not season, but like the DLC. Was that Shadow Keep? Shadow Keep, yes. It, it it reminds me of Shadow Keep. You know when he was making that ghost uh, slice in half and whatnot by just oh, moving. Yeah. It yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a like nightmare, and I don't know. That's what it reminded me of. Um, but then I'm wondering if that's what why we're getting a new subclass is because he could destroy our ghost like that. So we got to find another means of of fighting. You know, kind of like the beginning of the Red War. It started Destiny 2. Nobody had their ghosts, so they had to oh, find yeah, them. when you're finding the shards of the Traveler. Yeah. So that's, what, that's the impression I got from that. Did you see uh, Callus's ship, though, in the Fleet of Triangles? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, we're going to fight the big guy. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. The raid, presumably there will be a raid, obviously. Yeah. I wonder who... I don't know how they would do a boss fight that could do the witness justice. So I'm curious as if we're not going to fight the witness in this raid. My thought is probably we're actually going to fight Callus. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, that's what, especially what you're saying. There's rumor to be another DLC. I think the last possible DLC we would fight the witness in the in the final raid, uh, but I think this one would be Callus, because you know he's there in the first raid of Destiny Two as a robot, and now we finally see his true form or whatnot. So, yeah, which I remember Bungie getting some. The people were quite critical of that whenever well, it have, happened. Have them come back? Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it was it made sense from a narrative perspective if they wanted to use the character later, but people were were critical of that for some reason. I mean, the Leviathan raid from the start of the Leviathan raid from the start of Destiny Two. There, there was like signs that he was probably part of the darkness because there's a sword called It Stared Back where he talks about staring into the void of space and the darkness of space. So you mm-hmm. kind of get an idea that maybe he is part of the darkness. And then through last, uh, not last season, but the season before last, where you have the duality dungeon, you realize that he is a disciple of the witness. So... I don't, I don't know what, what the problem with that is. I want to find him and beat him once and for all. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with that. I think that he's a good antagonist. And I do think that this will be the expansion where we finally kill him once and for all. Yep. I hope, though, and I've been saying this since Destiny 2 came out, I want Roman-themed armor from the raid. If it's 
centered around Callus, then it is probable. Well, the first one was centered around Callus, and we got it. And it looked nothing like Rome. It looked stupid. It looked stupid. But I was, I was upset. You remember? I was like, man, I want some Roman cloaks and some Roman s armor. And then I saw it. I was like, what is this? I was expecting more of like uh, what's the weapon? The Skyburner's oath, and then what's the shotgun? Yeah. Oh, um, Acrius, Legend, yeah, Legend of Acrius, yeah. I, I was hoping that it would be more like that, and I wasn't disappointed in it, but it looked more almost Egyptian-like. Yeah, it did. I, I like the armor; it grew on me. Yeah, it was and the weapon. But I remember in the campaign. You saw, like, uh, Gaul himself, he had that armor. And you're like, wow, oh, that yeah. looks awesome. I hope That's the cool. hunters, not the hunters, the Titans get that. The hunters get the uh, uh, the cool cloaks and whatnot. But then we got what we got. And I was like, what? I think the Titan made out better than the other two classes. I like the Titan's armor in that raid quite a bit. I agree. Well, I will say this for, I don't know about the Warlocks because I don't. I never got the war. If I did, I don't remember. The hunter's arms, chest, and helmet to me look pretty good with certain other arms and helmet or cloaks. But the cloak and the leg piece armor for that raid just are awful. Yeah, it looked a little odd. It just looked like, again, it just looked like a, a mummy being prepared for its final burial. <laughs> 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 to me, at yeah. least. I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe other people saw it differently, but. I liked the shader, though, for the raid. Oh, which you can't get anymore. Oh, really? Very nice. Wow. I don't know any way to get it. I mean, the raid's not here. Unless they rotate it back in, which they might do. But yeah, oh, right now, you can't get it. Didn't realize that. But since we are on the eve of another Destiny expansion, I thought it might be kind of fun for the final few minutes of this episode to reminisce and go through what our favorite ones were in the past and what we hope to see in this in this one. And I guess I will start. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing that the Taken King did that I enjoyed so much was it introduced you to the subclass, the new one, fairly quickly in the campaign and just sort of let you use it throughout the entirety of the campaign. I have a good feeling that that's how it's going to be in this expansion. But I hope they also support the new subclasses with good exotics as well. And not, you know, I want there to be synergies that make the classes feel really unique and, and differ from one another. I like character progression and character customization in that way. I like to be able to build characters to do different things in PVE in particular which is why I love the new 3.0 system because it does create an environment where you can be creative like that. So I hope they, I hope they give the tools to the player, not immediately, but within the first couple hours, let's say where you get to experiment with the new subclass and see what it has to offer. And maybe you unlocked more of it as the campaign progresses, but I would love to see that personally. Well, okay. I guess my, my favorite time in Destiny was after the release of House of Wolves. Mm-hmm. And then you had House of Wolves, Dark Below, and then base game all together. And, you know, to me, that was that was the best in terms of uh, cosmetic, how, how you look cosmetically. Because, you know, uh, you look good, play good, fashion is passion, is what I say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, those, that was a good time. Uh, you had the Prison of Elders. You had the two rays, sharp blow, vault of glass. You had primary weapons that were good with burns on them. Um, one thing I would like to see would be a revamp of old exotics that seem useless. Because there's a bunch out there that I look at like, who would use this? Or, or they're very niche. Like, um, I can't think of one. Oh, the one that improves sidearm. Ready speed. I don't care about that. I don't use a sidearm. That's that doesn't help me. They need to be more focused on improving the class. A good example would be the gyro gyro falcon chest piece for the hunter, where you get a void kill. You go invisible. You come out of invisibility, and you have volatile rounds. And 
I made a bill where you can go back and forth, back and forth nonstop, which was awesome. Um, and I, and, and I'm tired of people complaining about nerfs. There's too many nerfs happening to armors and weapons that destroy them in the PvE content. Not everybody plays PvP. In fact, I would say most people who play Destiny don't care too much about PvP. But I, that's opinion, obviously. Uh, I just like to see a revamp of old exotics, and then I want the new exotics to actually be good. I don't want it to where, let's say, the Warlock has an exotic, and they're just god-tier, and then the other ones are just, eh. I want them all to be god-tier. So. No, I agree with you on that. I think, for me, as you know, one of the big pain points that they took out, yeah, I guess several seasons ago at this point, was the pinnacle weapons. We're not going to yeah. see those again, I'm pretty sure. But they did it in this in this idea of like promoting diversity amongst the different weapons. They didn't want one to stand out above the rest. But that always happens regardless in the sandbox that they create. There's just certain weapons that are better than others. And, and they were difficult to get. I mean, they there's were. a reason to call Pinnacle. You actually had to, uh, well, quote unquote, work for them in the video game. Well, well you, you, you did. You had to achieve something, and they were a good reward for achieving it. I, I, don't, I don't agree. I hope that there are quite a few weapons to choose from that are PvE viable, but when you get to the end game and you get to... Like, for example, I hope the raid weapons that we see are really good, and they're not just throwaways, because the... What was the... Uh, uh, what was that last raid, brand where you fought the Disciple of the Witness? Uh, I forget what it was called. I can't remember. The weapons in that raid, I thought they did a great job. From design, power level, there were a lot of good weapons that you could get through the raid. Previously, though, I don't think that was the case. I think Destiny 2, in large part, has suffered in that regard, with the exception of the exotics but those are extremely rare. And a lot of times you have to do a lot of extra things within the raid to get them. I hope that the actual legendary drops from the raid are really good and they look good. I guess yeah. that's subjective, but about the disciple, that's what it is about the disciple, but I love the design of those weapons. And again, I thought they were good with good perk rolls. So no, I agree. I hope we see that. So that's because i in my opinion, the raid, loot should be the best i think outside of like high-end grandmaster nightfall and maybe trials of osiris pvp i think like the raid should be a consistent source of really good loot and we'll see i mean we'll see how it goes but that's what i'm looking forward to i i always love that part of the game learning the new raid at least completing it once although if it's fun maybe we can do it multiple times yeah you know, that, that's one of the bonuses of year one of Destiny. The raid weapons were the, like, everybody wanted them. Yeah. Well, they had burn, too, which made a big difference, which I think is a, I think it's awesome. I, I, I don't agree with them taking that away because it made the raid weapons very unique. Yeah. It did. I mean. You can still get them now, but like, if you got the Fate Bringer, it doesn't have a burn anymore. So what's the point? It's just like another Hank and... Yeah, exactly. It's just another hand cannon. It looks cool. It sounds cool, but it's it's not you know it's not what it used to be. Also, I don't want random rolls on raid weapons anymore. I want the you know how I I'm a fan of random rolls on weapons. I like raid weapons having a set perk. I like that. Yeah, I do too. That way, I don't have to grind it. Over. And I know they want you to grind it, but if I but get I mean, enough- imagine in year one in Destiny One, if you got a Fate Bringer, but you didn't get Firefly Outlaw. Yes, I mean I've got one Destiny Two. It has Firefly. It doesn't have Outlaw. So what's the point? Yeah, it's like the weapon's rare enough to drop, and then when it drops with a bad roll, that's not deep sided. It, it feels bad. Well, it's just a rest. You can't even craft the Vault of Glass weapons. No, really. Well, the, the deep side of weapons you can craft are from the Valid Disciple. Well, just imagine, though, there is like two or three really good rolls out of God, probably dozens of potential rolls, and you finally get the weapon to drop from the encounter, and it has a horrible roll, and it's not deep-sided. You literally have nowhere to go with that. You just have to dismantle it, basically. 
So, uh, no, you're, you're not wrong there. <laughs> so, I mean, it can be disappointing. But I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I like the armor that they've showcased in these trailers. I haven't I, paid attention to it. I, although I will say, Brantley and I will be playing Hunters, I think, for the most part. I know you're a Hunter main, but I oh, think I'm, I'm going to play Hunter as well. I like everything but the cloak so far. Let me look that up. Lightfall. I saw the cloak in the trailer. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. How did I mess up cloaks is my problem. Let's see. Just give oh us the... Goodness. What was the best raid cloak, Grant, in your opinion? Uh, Vault of Glasses isn't bad. I've gotten a Destiny 2, but I don't wear it. No, it wasn't bad. I think the best cloak though came from um, Prison of Elders. Well, and then yeah, that's my favorite. The one from the strike drops. To me, those were the best. I think King's Fall would have been really good if it hadn't, or if it lacked the bones on the back of it. I thought that kind of made it look odd. I'm about to look that up now. King's I remember Fall. it being towards the top of the cloak. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Eh. I mean, it looked all right, I guess. But it's not terrible, but. It looked misplaced, though, if you just wore the cloak with other armor sets. Yeah, if you had the raid armor, it looked fine. Speaking of speaking of King's Fall, the weapons of King's Fall look nothing like they do in Destiny One. They look, I mean, they have the same. They look the same, but the, you know, the flesh part on the King's Fall weapons in Destiny One. Yes, it doesn't look like that anymore. They use a different shader, and it looks stupid. Well, what's the point of running that raid in Destiny Two anyway? Is it for just high level pinnacle gear? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I never see people using these things. Maybe the touch of malice as well. Oh, yeah, I see touch of malice, but I don't see anybody using them. I don't well, know. Uh, we will give our thoughts once we have played it. It comes out this Tuesday. So, uh, again, I'm excited about it. Uh, don't really have much more to add at this time. Obviously, a lot of speculation. Brian, is there anything else you want to add on that before we wrap things up here? It's going to be a good one. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the new auto rifle, uh, which has been out if you pre-order for like half a year now. Looks really cool, and I'm very interested to get my hands on it. But other than that, that's all I got on that. Yeah, we'll see. I think the other, the only exotic weapon that they've given us for a pre-order or a season is the the grenade launcher. Wither Horde. Which that one's good? Yeah, that's been the only one that I think has been viable. I think the other ones have just... Well, actually, I take that back. The Osteo whatever, SMG. Oh, was sure, yeah. yeah, that one was good. That was for pre-order? I think so. I think so. Oh, that's right. And then you could get it through the story later yeah. if you didn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, looking forward to it, everyone. We'll, we'll like, like I said, we'll check in, give you an update on what we think about yeah. it next week. We also have a very big episode next week. You're not going to want to miss that one. And uh, I guess, Brent, I'll let you uh, say your final thoughts, and then I will conclude the episode for us. Yeah, like Jacob said, uh, we're excited to play Lightfall. I had to get Jacob on the hype train, but he's here. And next weekend's episode, and this weekend's episode, but next weekend's episode is going to be a special one. It's going to be our 15th, so you know, tune in for that one. And uh, Jacob, you have the floor. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us this week. We can't thank everyone enough for listening and sharing and things like that. We're on more platforms than ever before. So we do humbly ask that you help spread the word on that and get, get your friends and family involved. If you think it's something they would enjoy our, our audience, like I say, each week just seems to grow. We are very, very grateful for that. We can't thank everyone enough. I want to say a special thank you to Michael Cussman, who created our intro and outro that you'll hear momentarily. He's a very talented audio engineer, and we greatly appreciate his work uh, on that for us. Uh, as always, if you want to connect with us, our social media handles and our email address are in every episode's show notes. So I encourage you to do that. Follow us on there. We post different things about the episodes, and uh, it's a good way to get some inside information there. Again, join us next week. We have a very big episode. We're very excited about it. And I uh, don't think you'll be disappointed. And other than that, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Brant, for your time. Congratulations on your quiz result. 
Appreciate it. I'm a winner. What can I say? (laughs) And we will see you all next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the In Our Humble Opinion podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you have any comments on today's episode, or if you'd like to suggest topics for future episodes, connect with your hosts at humilitypodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.